The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Interrevolutionary Radio with today's host, Christine Benton, who is interviewing Beth Green and her persona, Madame Mazurka. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, 2015. Bury the year and stomp on it, says Madame Mazurka, the funniest <laughs> dead Transylvanian psychic you've ever met. Hear her today on our New Year's special. Well, if you've never met the hilarious Madame Mazurka, you're in for a great treat. She comes out on special occasions when host Beth Green puts on a long scarf and turns into a dead Transylvanian psychic who tells it like it is and has enough insight to make us all feel uncomfortable. This year for our New Year's show, we're throwing a party featuring Madame Mazurka being interviewed by our fabulous alternate host, Christine Benton. Madame M. is joining us to offer her commentary on the year past and the year to come. She'll be taking calls, too, so join us for a wonderful time where we will be combining insight, humor, and some New Year's predictions. And call in if you can. You never know when Madame Mazurka will rise again from the dead to delight, entertain, and enlighten us. So don't miss this rare opportunity to be with her today and ask her questions. And happy 2016 from Beth, James, Madame Mazurka, Christine, and the Interrevolutionary Gang. And now, here's Christine. Thank you, James. And I think James has said uh, said it all, but I really want to reiterate, there's no party like a party with Madame Mazurka. <laughs> I heard that she used to come a lot more frequently before I met her, um, but now we see her once every like couple of years, and there's nothing like her. She is uh, She's entertaining, she's funny, she's hilarious, she's also deadly serious and incredibly perceptive. So this is your chance today to start off uh, 2016 with a bang. So just get ready for those who are out there listening live to call in. But first, uh, James is going to give us some news of the inner revolution. Yes. Thank you, Christine. As we end the year and before we interview Madame Mazurka with her wry sense of humor, we want to bring you some good news. This story is really fascinating because it has helped reduce a certain kind of gun violence without gun control, which is still a very polarizing topic. This story is from the Huffington Post, dated December the 30th. The programs that have best managed to reduce gun violence use a public health approach to target the young men who most likely are most likely to be involved in shootings with a combination of assistance and policing. Almost all of them are modeled on Operation Ceasefire, an initiative that started in Boston in 1996 and ended four years later. Its many spin-offs have produced results in cities across the country, even as attempts to pass national gun legislation have fallen short. Operation Ceasefire was a collaborative effort between Boston police, black ministers, and social scientists, who came together in 1996 to curb rising youth homicides. Instead of focusing on guns, they looked at the people. Research shows that a small number of young, gang-related men are responsible for the large majority of murders. And so, the Coalition of Law Enforcement and Civil Society Leaders began by identifying them, the small groups of young men most likely to shoot or be shot, 
writes reporter Lois Beckett. Ceasefire's leaders then used a carrot-and-stick approach to confront the at-risk individuals in person. They would promise an immediate crackdown in every member of the next group that put a body on the ground and immediate assistance for everyone who wanted to help turning around the lives uh, of themselves and others. Beckett writes, The technique yielded such dramatic results it earned the nickname the Boston Miracle. In the following two years, the average number of youth murders per month declined 63%, Beckett reports. Subsequently, similar programs started in many other cities where they also helped reduce gun homicides. The programs have been quietly saving the lives particularly of African Americans. In 2010, black people accounted for 50% of all gun homicide victims, despite making up 13% of the population, according to the Pew Research Center. San Bernardino, California, the city of the recent terrorist killings and a city with a very high homicide rate, is considering adopting this program, but the effort has stalled for what the city calls logistical reasons. Perhaps more activism is needed. On another front, now that the climate agreement in Paris has been concluded, the question arises, what is really possible? Can we become free of fossil fuel for our energy needs? Denmark says yes. Listen to this. From the Huffington Post, December the 15th, Denmark, powered by wind. Denmark's objective is that by 2020, wind energy will make up 50% of the electricity consumption of the country. Today, the number is already more than 40%, and the country is on pace to be 100% free of fossil fuel-generated electricity by 2050. The electricity continues to flow daily, whether it's a day when the generation from Danish wind turbines correspond to 140% of the Danes' electricity consumption, or on a day without any wind. A key to secure, stable, and efficient transition to renewable energy is reliable electricity connection to neighboring countries. Denmark is well connected to the electricity grids in Norway, Sweden, and Germany. Strong infrastructure and a well-functioning electricity market allow producers and consumers to trade across borders and benefit from the country's strong points. When the wind blows, the Danish wind turbine owners can sell electricity consumers in neighboring countries. And when there is no wind, the Danes can purchase hydropower from the north, solar energy from the south, or wind power from countries under a low-pressure front. This year, Denmark already has more than 250 hours where wind generation exceeded their total consumption. And in the course of a few years, even more offshore wind farms will be added. Any comment? Well, darling, this is not a circle, so I've been waiting for you. How long are you going to keep me in the wings? So I, I thought I was going to comment on the news. So what I want to say right off the bat is this is never going to work. You know why it's not going to work? Because why? people are stupid. <laughs> I mean, the story you've got about the, the bang, the banging, or the carrot, or the stick, is, you know, it's so, it makes sense, Right. So it's working. So are they going to do it? Nah, what are, they, what are you talking? And this thing, you'd have to get along with your neighbors, Denmark and Sweden and Norway. Okay, so they get, but here you can't even get along from one state to another. And then you're going to sell across the boundary to Mexico after you put up a big wall of barbed wire. <laughs> so what are you going to get, sunshine? I mean, don't be crazy. Go on. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
And uh, here's a positive story about Muslim-non-Muslim relations. Hundreds of army vets vow to defend Muslim girl afraid of being deported by Trump. This article is from one of our listeners, Elizabeth, posted on December the 25th at OccupyDemocracy.com. Sophia Yassini is an eight-year-old girl who watched Donald Trump give interviews on television, where he said he would institute mass deportations, a deportation, a deportation police, close our, our borders to all Muslims, and consider making a plan to deport Muslims from the United States. Being very young and a Muslim, she became terrified that the army was coming to take her away, to the point where she began carrying around a bag of her most treasured belongings mm. in the event that deportation came. It is absolutely heartbreaking to hear, and her mother vented her frustrations on Facebook in a post that eventually went viral. Her post was noticed by Army veteran Carrie Peek, who was appalled that a child could feel that way about the United States Armed Forces. It bothered me all night, stuck in my craw, so to speak. This rhetoric and fear, hate and violence is not okay. It's not the United States that I would fight for. I was awake all night. She sent back a beautiful reply, assuring the child that Peek and her comrades would keep her safe. She then put out a call to all American veterans to show their support. And she said, post a picture of you in uniform with the hashtag, I will protect you, to let these children know that we will not hurt them, that they're safe here in America, that we will protect innocence as we always have, and by added benefit, keeping our oaths to uphold and defend the Constitution. The response has been overwhelming. Approximately 500 veterans have replied with their pictures and messages of support, pledging to defend her till their dying breaths, proving to Sophia, to Trump, and to the rest of our nation who the real Americans are and what real American values are. Melissa and Sophia have been blown away by the response. Quote, I have probably received close to 500 messages from various people in our military, from just people, Christians, Atheists, Jews, every walk of life, every stage have reached out to Sophia and with overwhelming support and love. Concluded Ms. Peek, I would not fight for a United States that would hurt people for their religion. This is un-American. This is how we do things. This is not how we do things. Any comment? Well, it's a wonderful story. Mm -hmm. Don't you think it's a wonderful story? But unfortunately, it's like a fairy tale. You know, you've got the reverse Santa Claus. That's Donald Trump. He's going around. He's taking toys away from the children. <laughs> what can I say? And he, people he, are he, letting him. Yeah, he doesn't have enough toys. He doesn't. He's going to give more toys to the rich people. This is his, this is his platform. He's going to give. Uh, you, did anybody read about his, uh, you know, his uh, economic policy? It's going to siphon the toys from the peoples with the need and he's going to send it up <laughs> to the people on top. So it's the reverse center. So it's, it's a wonderful story. But unfortunately, this is too few and too far between. That's my opinion. Mm. Okay. So you can go back and be on to take over the show. All right. Was that it, James, for our news of the internet? Uh, yes, 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 it is. Yes, All it is. right. I thought that was a sweet story, too. And, um, and I do agree that it's uh, too few and, and, and uh, too far between. Um, but I'm glad that we have Madame Mazurka already um, chiming in on the news Darling. of the inner revolution. <laughs> Darling, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, you're, it's, you're in a it's, good mood. 
It's great to have you, Madam M. I was just thinking um, that, you know, a lot of traditions on New Year's Eve is to go to a masquerade ball. And this is kind of our masquerade ball, but with you here, it'll be kind of an unmasquerade ball. <laughs> Let's unmask the foolishness. We are going to unmask everything over the next 45 minutes. So um, welcome. And I would like to hear from you just a few of your thoughts, first of all. I know we consulted with you on, you know, the topic of today's show, and you said something about stomping on 2015. <laughs> so maybe you can make a few comments, and then I have a bunch of stuff I'd, I'd like to ask you about, though I also want, you know, callers to have the ability to to call in also and, and become unmasked. Um, but would you, would you like me to give that phone number up? Yes, thank you, James. Sure. If you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. All right. So would you open up the ball, Madam M, with a few of your insights into 2015? Ugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what I said, and I talked about this last week because I came in just for, at, for a moment <laughs> in the last show, uh, when that lovely Ani Zonefeld was on talking about the, the uh, progressive Muslims. So I said, you, you know, it was at the stomp on the grave of two, uh, 2015 and also... In my tradition, you spit on the grave, too. <laughs> so I just, that's my overall. Now, I know there's wonderful news. You're going to come mm-hmm. up with all this wonderful news. I am. And, you know, this is like, I'm going to tell you, is like people saying, oh, my God, we won the fit football game as, um, as Adolf Hitler is, uh, is, is marching into Berlin. This is the way I see it. Mm. It's like... Wonderful. I'm not saying it's not wonderful. It mm-hmm. is wonderful. It's really wonderful, darling. So mm-hmm. very many important things are happening. And you're going to tell me and you're going to ask me to back down and say this is not a year that we should stomp on mm-hmm. or spit on. But yep. I'm very, it's, you know, I, it's like, uh, oh, my God, the worm inside the Mexican jumping bean is ca- getting out. Mm. <laughs> That's my overall attitude. But I'm in such a good mood now. I don't feel like stomping or spitting because you've invited me on the show. You know what it promised me. What can I say? Well, let's talk about some of the highlights for 2015. I mean, this was a year, a huge, huge step forward um, in terms of marriage equality. And I know we had, it wasn't, you know, 100% of people that were behind it, but you can't say that we didn't take... um, some big ground this year in LGBT rights and marriage equality. Well, <laughs> you're right and you're not right. What, mm-hmm. what, what can I say? I want to say at the same time, this is, this is wonderful. I mm-hmm. mean, anybody they want to marry, if anyone is foolish enough to marry, why should we stop them? I don't understand the big deal. People make such a big deal over nothing. Who cares how they have sex? This is not my <laughs> affair. To tell you the truth, 
men have been having sex with men forever. The biblical times, they've always had into all the countries and all the countries. And the same thing with the women. But women don't even have to admit they're having sex. They're talking about they're so affectionate, they cuddle with each other. Mm. So, you know, this is something that's gone on forever. And people are so stupid, they have to make rules to make it bad to do something that people do. And it's Mm. going to go on anyway. So either you're going to do it and you're going to torture people or you're going to do it and you're going to let them do it. So then, you know, the fact that even this is a question is something that upsets Madame Mazurka because mm. I see what goes, goes on, right? And, mm-hmm. the, you know, the people, they're going to do it or want to do it and then they feel so embarrassed and they feel so ashamed and so on. So this is, this is good, but you also look at the whole world and look at this still killing people and... Uh, treating them like they're garbage in so many nations and so many cultures that it's great, it's good, it's wonderful, it's not enough. And it's just another example of how people torment themselves over complete nonsense. How many men look at these movie star men and say, oh, he's really hot, but they don't, or the football player, whatever it is, but they don't want to say, oh, no, that's part of me is homosexual. Oh, no, <laughs> no. I'm a real American man. So it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. And, it, and women are looking at other women like, ah, 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 she's so gorgeous. And they, they, they don't admit anything. So it's, yes, it's good news. Not saying it's not good. But it's so not enough news. Because what needs to happen is we have to stop pretending there's such a difference between the gays and the straight and the bi's and the trans. I mean, I don't know. I mean, getting confused with saturated fats already. <laughs> <laughs> well, Madame Mazurka, this is a history-making year, and the trend is in the direction of what you're advocating. So, how about that? Well, it <laughs> remains to be seen, darling. There have been the Roe versus the Wade, because <laughs> the, you know, in the news, everybody thought the discussion of abortion was over. Mm. It's not over. You see, what we are seeing is the bean that's coming out of the Mexican, I mean, the worm coming out of the Mexican bean. So a lot of people who don't agree with you are sitting around stewing and burning and killing and wanting to kill and being mean-spirited. Until the mean spirit goes away, there is never a victory. The victory is not to defeat the opponent. The victory is to change the hearts of humanity. I'm still waiting. All right. Well, we're about to go to break. Um, Thank you, James, for jumping in. I'm putting out a plea now for callers (laughs) to come in and help make this case for 2015. But when we come back, I want to ask Madame Mazurka um, about, you know, the difference between her time in Transylvania and now. I'm hoping we will have seen some really significant progress um, that shows a positive trend. Um, But in the meantime, we're going to go to break. So stick around. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Transform yourself and your world. Check out Beth Green's online community, theinnerrevolution.org, where you'll find effective support to become the person you really are. 
Find a variety of activities, including men's, women's, and family groups, low-fee counseling, workshops, events, and free support. Subscribe to our newsletter and receive a free PDF of Beth's book, Living with Reality. Meet a group dedicated to galvanizing the inner revolution sweeping our world, all at www.theinnerrevolution.org. I'm Beth Green, and I want to help you revolutionize yourself and our world. Take advantage of my powerful intuition in a private consultation that will amaze you. Discover my five books, three CDs of original music, School of Intuitive Counseling, upcoming workshops, trainings, and community. Sign up for my newsletter and get a free PDF of my book, Living with Reality. Tune into Inner Revolutionary TV, my channel on voiceamerica.tv. Find this and more at my website, theinnerrevolution.org. Be part of the inner revolution sweeping the planet. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio with Beth Green on the Voice America Variety Channel. And now, also enjoy Beth's channel, Inner Revolutionary TV, on voiceamerica.tv. See inspiring videos about our guests and the inner revolution. Hear commentaries that will help clarify our time. And watch interviews of people who will matter to you. Think outside the box. Watch Inner Revolutionary TV on voiceamerica.tv. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Interrevolutionary Radio with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To share your questions and comments, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Interrevolutionary Radio. And we are back, and thank you so much. Some of the pipples, as Madame Mazurka would say, have heard my plea. And have called in, so I'm going to drop my uh, Transylvania versus Modern Times challenge for the moment, and uh, we're going to invite Helen from California to, uh, onto the show. Welcome, Helen. Hi. Hi, oh, Helen. Helen, it's wonderful to see you. It's wonderful to see you too, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to ask you, how do you find peace in the unbelievable pain that is the reality of the world today. I should answer this now. Yes. Uh, so that, who said I found peace? <laughs> if I found peace, I wouldn't be stomping and spitting. In fact, in fact, I'm so upset. I started raising myself from the grave. It's, you should see the dirt is flying. And I came out and I insisted upon being on this show because I don't find peace. And not only that, you should not find peace. You should find peace and vinegar. (laughs) (laughs) You can't let this time go by without saying, oh, well, you want to have comfort. You want to have love. Yes, you can have this. You can have comfort. You can have love. You can have moments of fun. We're having fun now. Mm -hmm. But peace is you can't find peace. Because the war is happening, and there is uh, moments of uh, serenity, let me say, and the moments you can get serene and say, "Ah, oh, well." But then you're back in reality. I'm just like I'm going to give example. Supposing you were somebody threw you in a pot of boiling water, how much peace do you think you would have? <laughs> You'd be praying, 
praying to die already. <laughs> See, I would do that, except I'm already dead. <laughs> so we're oh. just screwed. You're agitated. You're supposed to be agitated. See, this is another foolishness. See, people have this idea that they're supposed to be peaceful, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Where did they get such a cockamamie idea? Why should you be? Who said? Mm. Well, I thought it was a great question. <laughs> Very wise and profound, but I get the point. Yeah, I think we can see that. If we're agitated, maybe we'll do something about things. Exactly. exactly. And not only that, darling, you shouldn't be criticizing yourself for being upset for mm. about something that's upsetting. If you think this is like you're not supposed to be gay or something even close or look at women if you're a woman or look at men who, if you're a man, because it's the same thing as you're going to see that people are people and they are what they are and, and this idea that somehow or other you're supposed to live in this and this is supposed to be happening and you're supposed to be peaceful is another idea that somebody made up and made a lot of money on mm. or or they, they didn't make, I don't know what their intention would be. Or, or, or they were demented. They, 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 did not, they were not in touch with reality anymore. And they're floating around in the atmosphere. And they're telling you that you should feel peaceful and there's something wrong with you if you don't. So grab your happiness where you can. Try to be happy with what you have. But you do. You have friends. You are here talking to us on the show. There's so much fun we can have, but mm-hmm. the reality is, it's in the. Not only is it upsetting what's going on, and always has been. I have to say, but because uh, I will tell you that it's not so different. Transylvania, when I was born, is not so different from now. Miserable people making other people miserable, mm. and the rich getting richer. And mm. taking advantage. This is nothing new. This is history, darling. This is history. We have to get pissed. <laughs> okay. We do. So, darling, don't feel bad. You don't feel the peace, but uh, try to have fun. And help at the same time. Of course. Of okay. course. That was thank a great you, topic. Yeah, thank you for calling, Helen. All right. Um, we actually have another caller. We have Elizabeth, also from California. Elizabeth, are you with us? Yes. Hello. Hi. Um, do you have a Hi. question or comment? Hi. Welcome from uh, Madame yeah, Mazurka. I do. Um, there is a question I had with something that Madame Mazurka said earlier about humans. Um, you know, it's like the the part of us that keeps wanting to hurt others. The change of human heart. You know, is there yes. something we can do that Madam Zerka, that you see from that side that we can do to help change the human heart. Oh. Oh. Well, I'll tell you something. There's smarter or bigger or more uh, 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 calm people than me. They haven't figured it out yet. You know, you came like a Jesus. You know, this is a character that a lot of people believe in. Whether he was or he wasn't, doesn't matter. People believe in him. They talk about being, believing in Jesus. He couldn't get people to be nice. Make nice. That's all. Isn't, isn't that the New Testament? It says make nice already. 
So then you see the Christians getting up in arms and killing people who are doing things or or making terrible comments or uh, they're not making nice. And Muhammad says, make nice. You don't see the Muslims making nice. And the Buddha said, make nice. And even Buddhists can be very creepy. So I, 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 I tell you, they're smart to tell you. You're going to ask Madame Mazurka. I'm not, I'm a psychic. I'm not God. You see, this is, this is what I will tell you, is that, uh, I mean, but I'm telling, don't get smug ever. You, you, every time you celebrate your victory, you are leaving yourself open to be falling asleep on the job. You see, because the victory is not won and we have to keep trying. I mean, what else is there to do? You know, you try to help people. This like the, the story that uh, uh, James was talking earlier about what works with the, with the gang members. You tell them, you, you know, you're going to have a really bad time if you do this again and I'm going to help you if you stop. So you give them the carrot and the stick. Some people think all you can do is give carrots. But you know what happens if you keep feeding people carrots? They turn into rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't only use stick because that makes people angry and resentful. So mm -hmm. people have to pay consequences. And this is the unfortunate reality of the human mind. This is sad, but it's true. So you keep talking and you keep trying and you can ask people. But, you know, you keep wanting miracle. Elizabeth, wake up. Stop trying to make the world according to your, what you want it to be. It's not that. Mm -hmm. See, this is what's behind your question. It's like, I don't like it. Well, too bad. Mm. It's the way it is. So you have to deal with it. We all have to deal with it. We all have to find, we're all going to tell the people, you can't do this, but... Here it is, you know, what can I do to help you? And if, unfortunately, people are so stupid, they don't even know when you're trying to help them. Mm -hmm. So look at yourself about why you, can't, you want so much. Everybody should be wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's my answer. Stop wanting, right, people, stop wanting people to be wonderful and then you won't feel so bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. That was helpful for all of us. I think we, many of us, want people to be wonderful. Oh, yes. Yes. Safety first. Safety Every, first. That's everybody right. wants to feel safe. Yes. If you don't face the reality of how miserable people are, then you can feel safe. But you're safe in a balloon you've created around your head. <laughs> if you keep putting a balloon around your head, you're probably going to run out of air. You're going to die in the balloon. Yep. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth, for calling in. And I want to invite other people to call in. <laughs> um, as you can see, Madame Mazurka is very, very insightful um, and <laughs> can offer things for us to chew on for a while. In the meantime, Madame M, um, I want you to I want to talk to you about the COP21 Accord yes. as one of the highlights of 2015. Um, maybe making a, a stand for 20, not, you know, spitting on all of 2015, many, many, many different countries coming together, which is rare, um, to, to come to an agreement and recognizing the situation that we're in and, and trying to do something about it. So I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, 
Too little, too late is my Mm -hmm. comment on this, Mm -hmm. but it's more than that. So cynical. It is so cynical. Mm -hmm. You see, darling, we all know this. They all know for a long time. You Mm -hmm. just had an article on your Facebook page, Mm -hmm. everybody, about the, uh, from the LA Times. She's referring to um, Beth Green and the Inner Revolution. Yes. Facebook page. Yes. Please go on. Yes. So you had the article on that, and it mm-hmm. talks about how the Exxon, the Mobile, uh, all these companies, they have been preparing for global warming to protect their infrastructure while they're denying there is any. How cynical can you get? Mm-hmm. You see, and what it is, is that it's become too expensive. Who can afford global warming anymore? Mm-hmm. You see, they still follow the dollar. So all that means is that they finally are getting smart enough to realize that it's going to cost them less money to change over to clean energy than it is if they keep up this insanity. So, yes, it's another good thing. And the stupid people uh, still believe that global warming is a hoax. There's the, the, uh, what can I say? And they're going to try to undermine the whole thing. But I think that the money is it's always money talks and the money knows they can't afford global warming anymore because they can't afford the insurance and they can't afford the destruction of the homes and the infrastructures. They're, they're getting it. They've been, you know, it's like smoking, you know, like if the president of the company is smoking cigarettes, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. See, So it's the same thing. So it's not that it's not a good thing, but mm-hmm. you want to think that it's, oh, this incredible realization of global consciousness. Then it's really uh, the realization that you've, you've pushed the, the, the envelope so long. So I don't know if that's how you use that expression, but so late. <laughs> anyway, so it's far. bulging. Yes. The, the envelope is bulging. And uh, something must be done because nobody knows whether it's going to be Christmas or summer, wherever mm. they are at any season. And so the, the money knows this already. They fi- finally figured out they got a change. So I would not call this a great victory for human consciousness. It's that, the, that it's the victory of survival there. And it may even be too late already because there's a lot of forces are already gathering to fight this. All right. Well, <clears throat> on that note, we have another caller coming in. Thank you, Madam M. <laughs> Um, I guess Felt we're all realizing we're in the uh, we're in the boiling pot of water. But I want to I want to bring in another caller. We have Tracy on the line from Phoenix. Welcome, Tracy. Hello, darling. Hello, Madam Mazurka and Christine and James. Hi. 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 This is my first time speaking to you, Madam Mazurka. So I'm I so lucky. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking that I didn't know this name. No, it's my first time. And just to confirm, you're dead, right? Of course I'm dead. dead. Okay, so my (laughs) question relates to you (laughs) being dead. If I wasn't dead, they would kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking that because you are dead, you would have a unique perspective on life. So let's say you weren't dead. How would you be spending your energy right now? Like you talked about having fun and you talked about know how the world needs to change so if you were alive what would you be doing i'd be having sex (laughs) (laughs) make make love not war (laughs) 
yes, I, I would be doing, well, I mean, I would do that, but I do other things too. I'd be going around insulting people. See, now, Beth, <laughs> this, is, this is Beth's problem. She doesn't want to insult people. She lets people insult her. Oh, when I look at her Facebook page, I want to throw up. And she's so nice to everybody until they actually, they threatened her life or they get so ridiculous. But see, I have, because I'm dead, honey, I don't care no more. It's like, I don't have the compassion that you have. I, I'm sorry to tell you this. I think it's not, it's not only because I'm dead. It's because I've been dead and alive, dead and alive. I mean, I've been around and around and around and I've seen the same thing over and over, even if I wasn't there, all you have to do is read about it. It's like, look how miserable people have been to each other for so long. And then they, do you know what also makes me sick? They tell these wonderful stories about, oh, yes, they helped one person. Or they were nice to a child. They don't care that how many Syrian children are dying because they have brought a toy for a tot. <laughs> You know, it's sure. like so much self-deception and nonsense mm. of people wanting to make themselves feel good. So the difference mm. between me and Beth is that I say it like I see it. And I, like I said, I've been around a long time and I've been dead a long time and I've read all the history and I've talked to people on the other side. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, people have not changed much. This is the sad mm -hmm. news. So I would talk openly. I would run, run for president. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Beth already tried to uh, run for president, but she's still too nice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So are you True. saying, Madam Mazurka, that um, you would insult people so that they uh, break their self-deception. Are you saying that's what, what it would take for things to change? I say yes, because even though they get mad, they know that it's true. This is why they get so mad at you. Mm. You see, I would tell people exactly what I think of them, because mm -hmm. I don't expect them to be different from them the way they are. Beth is always looking to heal people. And people do change. But there has to be something in there. I mean, if they can't tell themselves that what's coming out of their mouths is crap, then something is wrong, you see? And yeah. since I see so long time that people are like this, I, I just feel that, uh, that I personally, because I want to enjoy my life or my death or whatever, that I would say what I have to say. But I'm not trying to heal everybody and change everybody. I would just, I would speak. You know, they do it. It's unbelievable. There's no courtesy. There's no consideration. There's people, it's social media. You know, you think that, you all know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Mm -hmm, you can yeah. say anything. You don't have to look at the person's face. Mm -hmm. You insult them. You attack them. Mm -hmm. You threaten their life. And you feel that that's okay. So what is that? Is that the fault of social media? No, what that is, is that this is always the worm in mm. the bean. Mm. The worm in the bean is coming it's out. coming out. That could yes. be your slogan for 2016. <laughs> yes, the worm in the bean is coming out. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. That all the good things 
it's the counter inner revolution or mm. the inner counter revolution has been brewing forever because mm. every time you take away somebody's right to look down on somebody else or mm. to exploit somebody, their meanness comes out, but they can't show it. No. Mm. And then the liberal government was there. They were, they couldn't, and when the media was more liberal, they couldn't show it. Now they can show it. It's not that they're worse. It's they're more obvious. So it's all coming out. And I would just say it like it is. You know, you're mean, you're sick, and I'm not going to take it in. You take it, you take somebody like Beth, she goes to sleep, she takes it in. She gets depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not depressed. No. I'm also not alive. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a great thing that we can take away, Tracy, as well, to um, practice um, insulting people with the purpose of uh, breaking self-deception. Well, I, I like the more sex part, too. Yeah. You know, I should... happy enough to do it. <laughs> You know, but I should say, is this not I'm really insulting? I'm just saying the truth, and they yeah. take it as an insult because yes. it's insulting to yes. know to be told what you're doing. So that's really right. what I mean, and I'm glad you said that again because I don't want anyone to think that Madame Berserker insults people. Madame Berserker tells the truth, and that's right. an insult because the truth is an insult to decency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thanks for calling in, Tracy. We're actually going to um, head into a break now. But when we come back, it's our final moments with Madame Mazurka. So if uh, folks out there listening live want to call in, please do. Um, thank you, Tracy. And we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Transform yourself and your world. Check out Beth Green's online community, TheInnerRevolution.org, where you'll find effective support to become the person you really are. Find a variety of activities, including men's, women's, and family groups, low-fee counseling, workshops, events, and free support. Subscribe to our newsletter and receive a free PDF of Beth's book, Living with Reality. Meet a group dedicated to galvanizing the inner revolution sweeping our world, all at www.TheInnerRevolution.org. I'm Beth Green, and I want to help you revolutionize yourself and our world. Take advantage of my powerful intuition in a private consultation that will amaze you. Discover my five books, three CDs of original music, school of intuitive counseling, upcoming workshops, trainings, and community. Sign up for my newsletter and get a free PDF of my book, Living with Reality. Tune into Inner Revolutionary TV, my channel on voiceamerica.tv. Find this and more at my website, theinnerrevolution.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Inner Revolutionary Radio with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To share your questions and comments, 
please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Interrevolutionary Radio. And we are back now with Madame Mazurka, our favorite dead Transylvanian psychic. Um, who's giving us a lot of insight on 2015. We've been uh, asking her questions. We've been offering her some things that we think are positive about 2015 to get her um, perspective. And we have, um, we have a couple of callers on the line taking advantage of this opportunity to talk to Madam M. So first we have Elizabeth. I think she's, she was on earlier, if this is the same Elizabeth, uh, coming back with a question or comment. Yes, I'm back <laughs> for for more scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> Go for um, it. I wanted. To, I forgot to say earlier that another point uh, that I think is a positive thing, as far as changes in our judicial system, you know, in our prison system, um, that are beginning to change in this country. Okay, darling, we're going to run out of time, so let me answer. It's the same thing. You can't afford it anymore. They, this is your country. You incarcerate so many people and you are making them into worse criminals. And it's taken you 20 years to figure this out. Hallelujah. That's what I have to say. Okay. Thank you. I'm Thanks not saying this isn't good. I'm saying look how stupid you are. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, that was a good question. We're going to have a couple other callers, and then we need to save a little time also, because I'm going to challenge Madame Mazurka to say something positive about the new year. Um, but first, let's go to Irene from California. Okay, Madame Mazurka, Tracy asked my question, so I'm going to ask you, what is the question you're dying to answer? There isn't any. You ask oh. me what you want to ask me, and uh, I don't have this. No question I'm dying to answer. She's already dead. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank <laughs> you. But thank you anyway. Yeah, thanks, Irene. And then we also have, from California, we have Anne calling in. By the way, that was a cute question. Mm-hmm. It just happens there isn't anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, Anne. Hello. Okay, hello, Madam Zerka. Uh, I hope this question makes sense. I... The dilemma on my mind this moment is I feel the despair of our world uh, more and more, everything you've been talking about. Um, and I, I fluctuate between feeling frustrated at trying to change others or wanting the world to change, and then I feel like I should focus on myself and just be the best person I can and learn what I can and apply it. But then I feel insular doing that. So then, you know, I feel like, no, I need to... You know, and the, for really for the world to change, everyone needs to change, right? It needs to be a collective yes. experience and movement, right? But then I feel like desperate, you know, then I want other people to change. Then I just feel frustrated and kind of at odds with um, others. So I wonder if you have any advice about that. You get to accept this, the same thing. I was talking earlier to somebody. Of course you're frustrated. People are frustrating, <laughs> Why shouldn't you feel frustrated? What makes you think life should be a, a, a bowl of poppies? Bowl this of is poppies. what I don't understand. Maybe this is the answer to Eileen's question. What of I'm It's like, what do you think? You know, I'm going to tell you something. In history, nobody ever expected to be healthy. They didn't expect to be happy. 
They didn't expect childbirth to be painless. They didn't expect <laughs> anything to be good. They expected life to be shitty, and then you got to die. That's why they got the whole heaven myth going. Because everybody in those days was very much more realistic. They knew life was hell. And they went on, and they said, we're going to get better, but I'm going to tell you there's no heaven. So it's very discouraging. So you've got to make the best of it here. You actually have a better life today than the the vast majority of the humanity in the past. I mean, what do you know. think? The wonderful days, the, it was wonderful. There was nothing wonderful. Your husband beat you or you were going to mm-hmm. war or somebody had to have a tooth pulled and you didn't have anesthesia and, uh, you, you know, you didn't have air conditioning. I mean, what are you thinking? <laughs> this is the good old days. <laughs> so, but you see, the trouble is you all think you grew up the idea that life was supposed to be fun and easy and everything, and your parents were going to make it okay for you. But <laughs> the parents can't make it this okay. Nobody's going to make this okay. It's not okay. But you, at least when you are fighting back, you're sitting in a room, you have electricity, and you have heat. Right? Yes. And you have a car. So what are you complaining about? <laughs> so, so go ahead, do your thing. Do be frustrated. Of course you have to do something. If you're going to sit there in the bubble, I said you're already, you're going to die in the bubble Mm -hmm. and you're being ridiculous. You're being like a selfish little wimp that you're not doing anything for anybody. So you have to know (laughs) that and stop expecting the world to say thank you. What a wonderful person you are. So here's, this is what I'm going to do for everybody out there. I'm going to say all of you who are listening, who are concerned about what's going on in the world, I'm going to tell you, you're wonderful. (laughs) It's wonderful that you care. This is as good as it gets, as you get from Madame Mazurka. That is wonderful. And you're, probably your friends tell you you're wonderful, too. So, oh, I feel so, so much so, better now. Thank you, you see, this is, this is uh, when you're in reality, I'll tell you life is much easier. This, I hope that this is the thing that's coming out the most from our time today, is for you to realize that you're very unrealistic about life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want it should be different. You want that people should be different. You don't want mm-hmm. to suffer. I mean, nobody wants to suffer at all. We don't want to suffer emotionally. We don't want to suffer physically. You know, and even the Buddha, he, you know, he's, he's not really saying that suffering doesn't exist. He says suffering exists and it sucks. And maybe if you weren't so attached to not suffering, you wouldn't feel so bad. Because you wouldn't feel like it's somehow your fault. You see, it's the New Age movement that ruined everything. Everybody thinks they're not supposed to suffer. They're all supposed to be floating over the air. So <laughs> this is ridiculous. So this is my answer. Uh, there's something I'd like to share uh, to, to also emphasize something good happening in the world, and that's this. We had virtually every single country in the world come together and, and uh, from a spirit of caring about humanity, caring about what was happening. And uh, there, there, there was a citizens group of us that had over 42 million people involved in helping to bring that about all around the world. And so I believe that there has been, have been some extremely promising trends here that indicate that there is more caring about one another. There is, there's an increase going on, even though there are the, the, a lot of the old voices uh, of negativism, like we're hearing from people like Donald Trump and other people, uh, and, and, and a large segment of the population. But there are a lot of other people 
who are really a majority voice regarding uh, the climate change thing about let's look out, let's look after everybody. And, uh, and so that is going on. And there's a historical trend in improving uh, living conditions and improving understanding of what it takes to help people change. Well, darling, here's what I have to say. There, you're all sitting in a sinking boat, and suddenly you're saying, oh, my God, it's sinking. You get a gold star for this. <laughs> you see, you're, I, don't, uh, I see this as terrible, terrible, terrible stupidity for so many decades. No, the, the gold star would have happened if it happened before. These little island nations that are disappearing, by the way, have not been demonstrating for the polar bears. They're worrying about their island nations. No, people are selfish and self-centered, and they still are. Now, there are goodness. There is goodness in people. Of course, I would not say there's no goodness in people, but it is so overwhelmed by people's fear and anger and corruption. And if you don't take some steps to make people understand their own self-interest, you will never change what happens in this world. And that's what happened with the climate. And it's a, it's a slow thing, you know, that we have to make nice to the Muslims because they're killing us. You know, it was okay that, the, that we were being mean to them last year, but now that maybe they're going to blow you up, you've got to figure out some way to be nice to them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Madam M, I just want to say, we just have a couple more minutes, so I want you to finish that thought, but I also want you to say, just to leave us with maybe something positive about the new year. Well, I think that people are more and more in trouble. And the fact that people are in so much trouble could wake some people up. Mm. And that is going to take that vest. The people who are passive and say, oh, I don't like this. This isn't such a good thing. And then they see maybe some idiot is going to become president, is going to take even all the rest of their marbles away and give them to, you know, the reverse center and all of that. That maybe there is enough misery that uh, people are going to get off their fat asses and do something about it. <laughs> That's my hope for the new year. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And James, you want to yes. thank you? Well, first of all, thank you, Madam Mazurka, so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Um, it was I my pleasure. Tell, yeah, a lot of people had a good time, got some really good insight, and um, it was a great way to kick off our our unmasquerading ball. And uh, James, do you want to tell us something about what's going on for next week? Yes, indeed. Coming up next week, isn't cheap clothing great? Maybe not. Hear Andrew Morgan tell a story you'll want to hear. Uh-oh, not another depressing story about how we need to change our lifestyle in order to change the world. Are we supposed to stop wearing clothes now? Well, not exactly. <laughs> but cheap clothes comes from cheap labor. And cheap labor is about misery and even death. And we could, ins we could insist that clothing be made by people who have rights, safety, and decent wages. That it be made to last rather than be quickly tossed into our dumps and that it be made with minimum pollution. In this show, we're interviewing Andrew Morgan, the director of The True Cost, a powerful film about the fashion industry from top to bottom, and it is an eye-opener. There are horror stories like the collapse of a factory in Bangladesh where 1,127 workers died because they were forced to go back into a dangerous building despite their complaints. And there are hopeful stories about people who are trying to change all of that. Andrew will inform our minds and touch our hearts. We can help. Andrew Morgan will show us how. And now for a final word. 
I just want to say the world cannot go on like it is, you see, because people are repressed, they're fighting, the world, the planet is fighting back, everything is fighting back. All this misery has been there a long time, nobody cared. Now people have to care, and that's going to change things, maybe. Good luck. Great, and one way to care is to, to take a look at the true cost. It's on Netflix, and also to join us next week. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Madam Mazurka, James, everyone. I hope everyone has a good and well-informed and caring new year in 2016. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this edition of Inner Revolutionary Radio with Beth Green and James Maynard. The next episode will broadcast live next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And don't forget Inner Revolutionary TV on voiceamerica.tv. Think outside the box and join us.